Hello and welcome to the 1 160 of a second photography podcast. In this episode I'm going to talk about the ZV-1. I'm going to give a review of the ZV-1 for photographers and for videographers and for hybrid shooters like me. It's been promoted as a vlogging camera. You can walk around, film yourself, get shallow depth of field, have a skin beauty thing. But it is still a camera. So it does do photography and it does do all those things. So let's get in and talk about it. So it's really useful for me because it's a really compact camera, which is something I really like. And it's good for video and it's good for photography. Now I do both. And at the moment I'm doing more video because of the pandemic, not getting out doing much photography, but I could use this for photography. And I think I could use this for portrait shoots because it's got a 24 to 70 f 1.8 to 2.8 lens. And it's got a built-in ND filter, so I could shoot at 1.8. If I go to 70, I'm going to be at 2.8. So I could probably just get away with doing using this for a portrait shoot. It's got eye autofocus, and the autofocus is really quick and really consistent, and it locks on. It will lock onto faces, and it will lock onto eyes, and it's really good in that regard. It shoots raw. It's got a 20 megapixel sensor. As I said, it's got a soft skin effect and mm, I've tried it. I probably won't use it. I'd probably just edit the picture in um, an editing program like Photoshop or equivalent rather than bake it into the shots using the artificial skin softening effect. I really like the custom white balance setting. That's good. If you take a picture, it identifies where the gray is when you use a gray card and it sets it accordingly. It has image stabilization, both digital and optical, and yeah, it's quite good. It's it's Sony steady shot. It has interval shooting, which is good. However, it just keeps the file, it just keeps the individual files. It doesn't process them into a movie. You've got to do that later. But I guess some people prefer that rather than doing a time lapse and then it coming out as a video file. I quite like the panorama mode as well. It's got lots and lots of modes. It's got modes for video. It's got all the modes for photography. And the panorama mode is quite good. You sweep along and then it stitches it all together. And, and I've had a quick go of it. Again, not gone anywhere that justifies doing a panorama. But I've had a quick go of it and I was very impressed with the results. And then when you play it back, you can scroll through it and it just automatically does it and goes through and uses the full width of the LCD. It comes with bracketing, comes with high speed shooting. It's got the memory recall so you can set in memory, your settings, your ISO, your all your settings. And it's got very good dynamic range as well. So you can set all that in memory. You don't have to go through the menus and you can assign things to a quick menu. And it's good you don't have to go through the menus because they're Sony menus and they're fiddly. So there's loads and loads of things you can do. But it takes you time to get there and set things because you've only got really the back controls. It does have a touchscreen, but you can only touch for focusing. You can't navigate through the menus with the touchscreen. So being able to set a memory recall is really quite useful. So really, it's an RX100 with some good video features. Now, I like the RX100 series of cameras. I had the original RX100 and I sold it because I just wasn't using it. And then I sort of regretted selling it. I thought, oh, I wish I had my RX100. And that was one of the motivations to buy the ZV-1, get a nice compact camera that can do it all. So it can do good video and it can up my video game and I can also use it for photography. So that's really good. So the, I think the photography is good. It's not sold as a photography camera. It's missing a viewfinder. 
but I think it's quite good for taking out it's small and it will fit in your pocket you open up the LCD and the lens shoots out and you're ready to shoot so you can leave it in the in, in manual mode you can leave it in aperture priority and then you can very quickly get out shooting photography let's talk about video now so we can go up to 4k at 100 megabits per second and you we can shoot in um, log profiles so we can recover a lot of dynamic range in video. So I'm starting to shoot in HLG, which has the ISO at 250, and um, the base ISO at 250, and I can put zebras on, and I can put peaking on, and I can get a really well exposed image that has good dynamic range. And of course, if I want shallow depth of field, I can add that ND filter in because it's built in. The audio is very good and that's one of the strong selling points of the camera. It's got a three capsule microphone on the top and it's got an included dead cat. The included dead cat can get in the way a bit and you can take it off and you can use the hot shoe to plug in Sony accessories like certain microphones and they'll work. Also, you can stick a external microphone in the side just like the RX100 Mark 7. So audio is really good on this camera. The picture is really good on this camera. People have moaned it's, the lens isn't quite wide enough when you shoot in 4K and you have image stabilization on. I'm not bothered about that because I don't really do a lot of vlogging. I don't really vlog at all. I just make videos. And talking of image stabilization, it's good, but if you want really smooth, I'd still put it on a gimbal. It has good high frame rate shooting. So obviously the higher the frame rate, I think you can go up to something like 9,000, not 9,000, 960 frames per second. The higher you go, the lower the quality is going to be. But, you know, you can easily shoot 120 frames per second and it's very good. You don't have to go to the extreme of 960 and you can shoot 4K 60. So even you don't have to go into the high frame rate mode to get a suitable slow motion. So it's a good camera. It's a little bit cheaper at the moment. You can get a Bluetooth remote, which I got bundled with it, which is more useful than it sounds. So you can control the camera with Bluetooth remote, which means you just stick it on this stick and you can turn it on and off and zoom in and out and, and do most of the functions you need one-handed while holding the camera, which again is designed for the vloggers. So what's bad about it? The only things I don't like about it are when you turn it off the lens is slow to retract it will stay there for a while then retract it doesn't have a viewfinder if you want a viewfinder you're going to have to get an RX100 and it's compromise again isn't it it doesn't have a viewfinder because it's got that super microphone and it's got a hot shoe so put a viewfinder in you make the camera bigger and most of the people who are going to get this probably aren't going to use the viewfinder the LCD is tiltable and flippable so you can, you know, you can use the LCD. So I open it out, I turn it and I put the LCD against the back and the LCD is plenty bright, but you might struggle on a really sunny day. It's got Bluetooth, um, which I've talked about. And I found that doesn't drain the battery. I found the battery to be not brilliant. The battery doesn't have a high capacity, but you can charge from USB. So you can just top it up by with USB or you can keep it going and ticking over with USB. So rather than buy a second battery, which are fairly expensive, you're going to be looking between 30 and 50 pounds. Just take a USB power bank with you because we've all got one. And you can adjust everything on this camera and in this camera. But of course, you've got those Sony menus. So you can go and adjust everything, but you're jumping into the menu. So adjustments can be a little bit fiddly. Like I said, you can add things to quick menus and it means it doesn't take so much time. But it's a small camera 
there are the touchscreen doesn't work for menus and there's loads of things you can activate and deactivate so it's going to be fiddly but it's a good camera it's a good second camera for me it's going to become my primary video camera and it's probably going to be my secondary photography camera it's a good hybrid and i recommend it but i know it won't be for everyone and i know a lot of people will be put off by the vlogging selling points they might not think it's a serious camera but i think it's a serious camera and i think it's a good camera anyway we're coming up to christmas and uh, do listen to my christmas gift guide that is the episode before this if i don't speak to you i don't hear from you have a lovely christmas and have a lovely holiday season and try and get out and do some photography if you can and if it's safe thank you goodbye